On today's show, we debate Nick Robertson's prospect stock and decipher whose biggest threats are for his roster spot. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. What's going on, brother? How's your weekend? Weekend was good. Uh... So you were at the, the uh, Argos beatdown last night. I wish I went, man. I considered it. I had talked about it, and I didn't follow through on it. But it looked like my man Swag Kelly put on the show. I thought he was going to get to 500 yards passing. He finished with just over 400 yards, but you know, I thought he was going to get to 500 in that game. It was uh, it was a good back and forth game. It wasn't a one sided a contest, which is nice. Uh, crazy first half. Crazy first half. Yeah, just nice. You know, you know, Leafs aren't going on, but you got the Jays in town. You had uh, the Argos playing, and they're winning games. So. You know, the summer isn't completely void of sports in this town, that's for sure. Uh, so today we're going to focus a lot on uh, what's going on with, with Nick Roberts, and he came out and he spoke a couple of days ago with TSN's Mark Masters. So we're going to kind of decipher where is he at in terms of, you know, being a, a top prospect still for the Maple Leafs, and, you know, is his roster spy guaranteed? There's a lot of competition in that top six, so we'll kind of earn that bottom six, sorry. So we'll kind of take a look at that and see where he may start the season. But before we get into all that, we talk about things that are in the city. Coming into the city this weekend is WWE SmackDown. Dave, did you see this collaboration that uh, Edge is doing with the Maple Leafs for a one-day-only special at Scotiabank Arena this Friday? It made a, a Leafs-inspired Edge t-shirt. That'll be on sale. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, a good buddy of ours, Jose, he's a big wrestling fan. He was the one that actually pointed out to me that this was actually happening. So I, I had no idea at first what he was talking yeah. about. I saw it on Twitter. Someone had posted it on Twitter and I saw it. Yeah. So I'm just throwing it up on, on the YouTubes right now so people can give a look. Um, yeah. It's, I, I, you know, last year when I think it was last year they were at, they were here in Toronto for for an event and they had pretty much a similar shirt but it was in blue and white so it was like mainly blue with white for the logos and stuff and i was kind of kicking myself that i didn't get a chance to to pick it up and like i'm like now this is making me think <laughs> do i want to go and get uh get this like and it also makes me wonder one other thing we need to get this guy on the show you know what? We should, because he's a super fan. We got to see if we can get Edge for a fan Friday, because this guy is legitimately a Maple Leaf super fan. Like, I've heard him on many, many podcasts and, and shows, and he's done interviews, and he just talked. Like, that's he's got a whole man cave just filled with Maple Leafs gear. It's insane. So, yeah, I would love to get him on the show. If anyone has a line to, uh, to Edge, a.k.a. Adam Copeland, 
let us know. We would love to get him on the show. This is our plea. We're asking publicly uh, for us, uh, if, if the rated R superstar wants to come on Lockdown Leafs, we will carve out the time to get that guy on the show. Absolutely, uh, we do. But yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. Obviously, um, you know, I, it's what you expect. Like that's the, the merch drops and that's kind of how, you know, these guys make money. So I think it's pretty sweet that they're coming up with some sort of collaboration with the Maple Leafs and, and Edge and then at Scotiabank Arena. It would be kind of a one-shot deal. But it says in this tweet that he's celebrating his 25th anniversary in the WWE. Are they doing like a special anniversary show this Friday with Edge like they've done for like Orton and Mysterio and all that? Like, do you know yeah. the details? They're doing this in Toronto? So, I, yeah, the way I was, it was a kind of explained to me is that they're planning this 25th anniversary. I, I don't know if they're going to do a whole show about it, but I think they're going to do, he's going to have his match. Uh, he hasn't wrestled in a really long time, too. So, like, gets back to the ring. It'll be, this, everyone's kind of hinting this could be the last time he's wrestling in Toronto, too. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, they're not, those are just kind of the rumors out there. So, you know, it's going to be kind of a special, I think, a special night for him because we already know that anytime he's in Toronto, that crowd is just on another level. Pops, it pops, man, it pops. It you really were pops. you were in the crowd when he was in Toronto, weren't you? So, no, I showed up late because he showed up at SummerSlam. Like, was it 2019? I think it was when they were here, and he showed up. And it was, like, the first time that he had been in a WWE ring in a long time. It was before he, like, came back to wrestle. He just showed up. But he actually speared somebody. But I was not yet at the show because that's how he got kicked off. Was he came in. I can't remember who he speared. But he speared someone who was talking smack about Toronto or the Leafs or yeah. something. And he came in. He speared them. And it was like, whoa. Like, he was cleared for contact. And then no one thought anything of it. And then he showed up at the Royal Rumble a few months later and, you know, He's been in the WWE ever since, pretty much. And, uh, well, we'll see how much longer he's there. Um, but it's nice to see, uh, you know, doing a little collaboration, Edge and the Maple Leafs. Uh, so if you are going down to the event on Friday, uh, try and get your hands on one of those uh, one of those um, shirts. That'd be pretty sweet, I think. Uh, all right, let's uh, take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get into our discussion about Nick Robertson and his prospect stock. And the competition in the bottom six. We'll get to that and more. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors. And it's our good pals over at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off. And FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. You can even use it on hockey if you really wish. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast from if you want that uh, daily Leafs coach throughout the offseason. We'll be going back to five days a week once training camp starts in about uh, a month or so. So we're excited for that, of course. Um, also, before we get into uh, the Nick Robertson stuff, we're talking about prospects. Um, are you in any dynasty leagues for fantasy by chance? Like, are you? Do you do dynasty leagues? 
for football, I do not for hockey. Okay, so I'm in I'm in one for hockey, and we've been doing it for geez, four, maybe going on a fifth season, I want to say. And we've got our prospect draft that started yesterday. And I, I got my second over or my second round pick. And I don't know who I'm gonna take. So I'm actually gonna ask you, Dave. I have I'm leaning a certain way, but there's like three players who I'm debating on for my second pick. So it's Edward Shala, uh, Gavin Brindley, and Callum Ritchie. Those three players are the guys who I'm kind of deciding on who I want to take with my second round uh, pick here. Do you have any any inkling as to who I should take? Do you have any input at all? I thought I'd put ask you on the pod so I could try and figure out who I should take. I only got like two more hours to make my pick. Um. Yeah, those are those are always tough. I know. I, I know you've talked about the the dynasty draft in the past before. Whenever I make, I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to recommend any specific player. But what I will say is, like, I always kind of just look at roles that these guys are expected to play, right? Yeah. Like, where they're upside, projected, right? Looking for the upside players. Yeah, I just got to find that that guy with a little bit of upside, or just you know, you, you kind of look at where their the projection of their career has been. Right. Like, have they have you seen has anyone done like, you know, a good big playoff run they're going to build off of for next year, you know, as a prospect. So, but yeah, Easton, I, you think I should take Easton Cowan. No, I, I, I probably wouldn't take him with the second pick just because I think that's going to be a little a little ways away for um, for a uh, for prospect there. But I, I do think Richie's an interesting uh you know, Callum Ritchie's a, a very interesting player. You know, coming like I, I remember reading a draft profile on him. I think Sam Costantino was writing about it. And just he was a little bit banged up, but you know, this yeah. guy's got a good mix of like size and, and speed, and he's a centerman, so that kind of I think gives a little bit of a boost in my opinion. And I think I think he was a point per game player. He was uh, he was one of those guys that you and I, I think both had on like our top five wish list for the Maple Leafs uh, to draft this year, and I think he went literally one pick before they were on the clock with Easton Cowan. I'd be curious to see if they would have went like still would have took Cowan, or if like Richie was a guy who they had kind of high on their list, and and once he went, they had to go elsewhere. Um, but anyways, I, I think I'm going to go with Shala. I I believe like. When you look at upside, I think that's there. He's coming over to the the CHL this year. He was a Seattle Kraken draft pick. I think he was like 20th overall. Hmm. And uh, he just tore up the Czech Junior League um, in the year before he was drafted. And then in his draft year, he moved up to the Czech League. He did okay. Um, you know, he didn't do great, but it was his first season playing with men. Now he's going to come over and he's playing for the Barry Colts of the OHL. So he'll be back playing on North American ice, which is you know a good thing, I guess, for a European prospect, uh, just to kind of figure that out. And then also, he's going to be over here. There'll be a lot of eyes on him. So I'm thinking you know, he could potentially also be a decent trade chip as well if he tears it up with his uh, mm-hmm. age category like he did before. Curious. I'm thinking Edward Shell, but I did just get a trade proposal too. I'm wondering if anyone's if this trade is potentially linked. Hold on. Stay tuned. 
I literally just got this trade proposal. No, not happening. <laughs> they want Pod Colson for a draft pick. Not happening. Okay, I'm going to make it official, Dave, mm -hmm. and everybody watching live on our podcast, which is recorded, not live technically. The selection is being made. Edward Shala drafted. Welcome, welcome to the team, Edward Shala. Welcome to the team. While Thanks. we're talking about fantasy, and before we get into the Nick Robertson stuff, uh, the Discord, there's been a little proposal in the Discord about getting a fantasy hockey league going there. So um, this was brought up by a few people in the uh, in the Discord. I'll give Canadian Ranger a bit of a shout out. He's the one that's kind of leading the charge in that regard. So I'm gonna put a link to the Discord if you want to join in, and uh, I'm gonna see how much how many people we have uh, in this league and how many we're going with. And then yeah, if you're interested, uh, it's join the Discord. I'll put the link in the description on both the podcast and on YouTube. And there might be there might be a you know how when you finish last place in the league, you have to do something that yeah. a little embarrassing. There's 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 some ideas being thrown out there that will not make Lee's fans very happy if they were to fall last in our fantasy hockey league. Yes, yeah, no, I don't think that people would be too uh, too pleased about it. Uh, we have to cap it though. We can't have like eighty three people join this league. Well, that's the thing. So yeah, that's why well, we're gonna do it through the good. Discord. Um, yes. So um, yeah, I'm gonna see how many how much room we have in there. Um, but if you go in the Discord, we'll get it all set up and we'll get it all sorted out. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you are interested, like we said, go join uh, the Lockdown Leagues Discord channel. And uh, there'll be more information there, and we'll we'll kind of talk about it once things start to we finish all the fine details. Uh, we'll tell you where you can do all that. All right, now to Nick Robertson, my friend, Nick Robertson. It's it's make or is it is it make or break for Nick Robertson? Let's 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 at least have that conversation. Is it make or break for Nick Robertson? Well, I, I think there's been a lot of frustration. I think on both ends, both for the player and for Leafs Nation, frankly, just because when Nick Robinson was drafted, it was he was viewed as a steal because the guy goes out and he scores over 50 goals the year after he gets drafted in the, in the OHL. So it was almost like, oh, the Leafs got this guy for a second round pick. Most might be thought he would have been a first round pick. And then the injuries have, have really stalled everything for him, right? Like when he was called up this year and he had that big, big overtime goal, you know, there was some people saying, okay, is this finally Nick Robertson's chance to really, you know, establish himself in the NHL? And it, it didn't take off really. And then he got, he got injured for the rest of the season. So I, I, I do wonder if there's a little bit of that. The good thing that's on Nick Robertson's side is that he is waiver exempt. So, the Leafs don't have to say they're not, they're not in a position where they're like, ah, oh, he has to make the NHL. Otherwise, you know, his time with us is over. I don't think it's that. I think they got to do what's the best for him in terms of his development, because he's still relatively young ish. I mean, I like, you know, he's 20, it's going to be 21. That's still young in my opinion for, 
very young. Like when when you yeah. think about Nick Robertson, I guarantee you half the people listening to this assume that he was like 23, 24 years old. Yeah. The way that he just gets like thrown away as like a, a draft bust already at 21 years old is is wild to me. Um, but that's just because, yeah, he came onto the scene the year where COVID hit and then he scored 55 goals to your point and then actually like made the Leafs team out of camp when they returned for the, the, the return to play. And then he got mm-hmm. into that Columbus series um, the year he was drafted technically and then really hasn't been able to find his footing since, right? Like he had a, a broken foot or a broken fibula uh, his first year in the minors. And then last year he had, you know, the, the shoulder injury, which kept him out for the entire season. He just needs to stay healthy. Like he just needs a healthy season. And, and honestly, I don't care if it's in the NHL or it's in the AHL, just have this guy have a fully healthy season and allow him to play some games because he's barely played any hockey games in in really his whole pro career. Like the dude was drafted in 2020. Since the pandemic, he's played in total 31 NHL games and just 50, no, 51, yeah, 51 AHL games. So the guy has like 80 games total played since the pandemic. It's less than a season. And we're going on three full years where he's played 80 games. That's it. It's it's insane how little he's been able to play due to injury. And it's really unfortunate because, to your point, there's a really good hockey player there. If he can just stay healthy and stay on the ice and develop the way that he's supposed to. Size is is you know, will continue to be a concern with his age, uh, obviously, or with his size and, and the injury history is, you know, will he ever be able to, you know, stay on the ice because of that? I don't know. Uh, he did say when he was speaking with Mark Masters in a sit down that he, he feels good to go. He's ready to go. And he'd been working with a, a strength coach throughout the, the summer to, to get stronger, to make sure that he's, you know, ready to go. I remember last summer, the, the big thing was he had worked on his, his lower half, so his legs, he had some thick tree trunks uh, on the lower half. So, you know, hopefully now this summer he's working on the upper half of the body. He comes in all yoked and ready to go, and uh, he'll be able to, to you know, get into some battles. Because honestly, for, for Robertson to make this team, Last year was his chance to make it in the top six, and he was playing in the top six when he got injured. He was, he had been elevated up to the second line. There's some depth on this team now, especially on the left side, where he probably is not looking at a top six role right now unless he really, really takes a step. He's looking at a bottom six role. And to be a bottom six player on, on this team, um, he's going to have to learn to play off the puck and and safely. That's his thing. He's been an energizer bunny. He's always – he plays hard. Got to give it to him. He plays hard. But the size hasn't always been there. Um, and he's, you know, been moved off pucks. And, and when it goes into the corners, I mean, stuff like what happened this year happened, right? He was going into the corner after a puck, and he went in – he got hit, and he went in shoulder uh, shoulder first into the boards. I remember I was there. I was live watching it happen. And, it, it, you know, he's just got to get stronger. So that that doesn't happen because he's going to be in those situations, um, you know, throughout the rest of his career, most likely. 
yeah, and that's that's always going to be kind of the knock on him. It's kind of been the knock on him with a lot of people I know that have kind of assessed him is that the, the skill is there. It's just the size makes it very tough, especially when he tries to play as if he's not, you know, a, a small player, right? He kind of tries to play like he's you know, got a little more size to him, and it just doesn't always translate well for him, especially on the injury front. Now, weird injuries happen, right? Like even players who are big suffer similar injuries. So I'm not saying that his size is the reason why he gets injured, but you know, I think, uh, I think when you look at like what, uh, someone like Haley Wickenheiser says when they talk about him, they kind of have to tell him to like dial it back a little bit in terms yeah. of how, how he plays a certain style that doesn't suit his, his body frame in a lot of ways. I think just being a little bit, a little bit smarter about that. I think that's going to be the, the, the key for him. Um, you know, going into uh, going into camp this year. Yeah. And, you know, what type of competition will he have going into camp? Let's talk about it on the other side, Dave. I'm Mike Giustafano with Dave Morissuti. More of Locked on Leafs coming up on the other side. Welcome back into the Locked on Leafs podcast. It's Mike Giustafano and Dave Morissuti. We appreciate you if you've lasted this long into the podcast. If you uh, If you're new to the show, Really appreciate you taking the time and giving us a chance. If you're enjoying the content, we ask that you do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, also, we are available up on YouTube. Three shows a week, uh, all Leafs, all the time. And uh, we back to five shows a week once training camp gets, uh, gets back underway. All right, we're having the discussion about what might come our way in training camp, and that's going to be competition uh, in the bottom six because – you know, Nick Robertson last year, like we said, played it, had a pretty solid, solid preseason campaign. Uh, he made his case to make the team, but waiver being waiver exempt is often, you know, difficult. Uh, and you find your way off of the team sometimes because, you know, he was, and, and let's say Dennis Mulgan wasn't. So, Mulgan won that man that a year ago. Dennis Mulgan won the roster spot over Nicholas Robertson. Um, but here we're going to be in a similar situation again this year, where there's guys who aren't waiver exempt uh, who are going to be battling, and you know sometimes the easy decision is to send Nick Robertson down to the minors. Doesn't have to go through waivers, and you know you don't lose a player. So Nick Robertson, if he wants to make this team at a camp. He's going to have to really put on a show because for him to make the team at a camp pretty much means that they're going to have to take the risk of losing someone to waivers. Yeah, like one one guy that you know I've I've been reading a little bit more about is uh, Dylan Gambrel. Yeah, Gambrel, I think is how you pronounce his name. Is it Dylan or Dylan? I don't know. Why why are you Dylan? Dylan. It's it's morning. (laughs) I'm not I'm not at my best when it comes to names. Dylan Gambrell, as if he's like a foreigner. Dylan Gambrell, I'll go with that. Um, so like he's someone who technically cheaper than Robertson, um, plays center. I think that's something that is going to be played, you know, going to play a factor there where he can play center. He's not waiver eligible, obviously. So, you know, Robertson will have to show that he's a bit better than someone like him. Obviously, Robertson has more of the upside offensively, but I think uh, Gambrel has the defensive upside, 
right? Uh, Pontus Olmberg also can play center. Now, if they decide that he's going to play on the wing, that's another guy that Robertson is going to have to compete against. Now, what Robertson has over Holmberg is both of them are waiver eligible, but or they're exempt from waivers, I should say. Um, but Holmberg's actually cost his contracts a lot higher, is higher, a little bit higher than Robertson. So when you're looking at the cap, you know, gymnastics, that's something that's going to play a factor too. And then I think the other one is Bobby McMahon. Bobby McMahon requires waivers this year. So he's a bit older and he's someone that we've heard quite a bit about, had a pretty decent year for the Marlies. Again, injuries for him were a bit of an issue and that kind of prevented him, I think, from playing in the NHL more than he did last year. So like, there are going to be some guys in that bottom six that might play more to what the Leafs need in that bottom six than what Roberts is going to. And, it might be the case again where Robertson's the first call up if somebody a little bit higher up in the lineup is is injured and they need enough more of an offensive punch. Yeah, for sure. That could end up being uh, the, the case for him. Absolutely. Like I, I think like, if I'm looking at it right now, I just pulled up cap friendly and I'm kind of taking a look at the options. Like this team is like they 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 still need to get under the cap. Like if they have a full 23 man roster, which is what I'm looking at right now. Um, and that's without Nick Robertson, uh, with him right now currently on on IR. That's going to change. Um, you know, they're they're two point eight million over the cap, so it's not even like they can carry extra players either. Uh, so they're going to have to send down three guys essentially. And you know, some of these dudes like they're going to have to be making some money if they want to get to that three million. So just for you know to get under the cap, let's say they end up moving. Um, like realistically, they're going to either have to trade if they don't make a trade. They're going to have to probably send Connor Timmons down. And they're looking at 1.7 million that they still have to clear off the book somehow. And I mean, that doesn't happen with just Holmberg, Gambrell, or Bobby McMahon. Anyways, they're going to have to move out a decent contract uh, to, to get under the books or to get under the cap unless they do make a trade. Obviously. I've talked a lot about Ryan Reeves, so I think he will <laughs> being waived at some point. Maybe it happens sooner rather than later. But um, as for for Robertson, like it just he's an easy person to send down for cap related reasons. Yeah, uh, and you don't have to lose him to to waivers. So he's gonna have to really really fight. I think another thing that will dictate what happens with with Nick Robertson and kind of where he'll be in this lineup too is what happens with Max Domi, right? Does Max Domi play down the middle or does he play on the wing? If he plays down the middle, there is still an outside shot that we could see Robertson, you know, find his way onto this roster. If he plays on the wing, I think that completely pushes him out. I I really, really do. So it, to me, a big, big, um, you know, decision is going to be made with, Domi where he's best suited to play and that'll have a ripple effect onto what happens with the rest of the roster and one of the guys who I think will probably see you know definitely get some some ricochet effect there is going to be Nick Robertson yeah I think like when you're looking at things to watch during training camp how the lineups configured is always going to be the first one especially with the new players but it's also the competition for spots I think this year, you're going to see more of the younger players just because of the fact that the Leafs don't have 
the luxury of going out and adding a bunch of veterans right to the bottom six. I think you're going to see a little bit more young, go a little bit younger there. And I think it's kind of needed to go a little bit younger and get a little more upside in that, in that bottom six. Yeah, for sure. So well, we'll see what ends up happening. Like, yeah. So, so I'm still just kind of playing around with, uh, with this cap friendly page here, just trying to see how they can get under the cap. Like I, there's, if they don't make a trade, one of Lafferty or Reeves has to get sent down. Or one traded. of those, right? Let's say if they don't make a trade, that's a move that has to be made. One of Lafferty or Reeves has to get sent down because Holmberg and McMahon don't even. If you send one of those two down, like let's say you send down Pontus Holmberg because you don't have to lose him to anything, you're still 156 thousand over the cap, and and you have a full roster at that point. Um, you'd have to play a man short. I guess if if you don't want to do one of those moves or make a trade tomorrow, we're gonna have to probably discuss who should the Leafs trade to get under the salary cap. That might be the discussion for Wednesday's podcast, my friend, because there's a couple options, a couple of options, um, which of them are 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 you know possible to do. Well, why don't we get into that on on Wednesday? So. Let's put a little bow on uh, on today's conversation here. Um, it's it's going to be a, a long ride for uh, for Nick Robertson. I think he still is a prospect. He's still a good prospect. Just needs to remain healthy. And whether or not he plays the year in the NHL or the AHL really doesn't matter. He just needs to stay healthy, play some games, and hopefully, um, you know, he can start to, to progress upward uh, to where he was prior to the the injury um, situation that's kind of built up the last couple of years for him. All right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. And uh, leave a like and a comment on YouTube if you're uh, listening there. And a review on iTunes would be great as well if you've lasted this long. If you did, you're a true homie. You're a true homie, you Locked On Leafs fan. Uh, we'll be back with another episode for you guys on Wednesday. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.